We told you a little bit about the headline that uh, we caught, uh, that caught our attention the other day in the Globe and Mail. Uh, this whole business of in Vancouver, it's now cheaper to own than to rent. And if you dive inside the story, here's, here's a quote that kind of really nails it. On a list of 15 of cities with populations more than 50,000 folks in Canada, where it is now more expensive to rent than to own, seven of those cities are here in B.C., and they include Saanich, Nanaimo, Kelowna, the District of North Vancouver, along with Vancouver, Burnaby, and Richmond. In Nanaimo, the gap is marginal. Renters paying on average 10 bucks a month more than owners. The largest gap in Canada is in Richmond, where renters pay on average 300 bucks more a month for housing than owners. The author of this story is the Vancouver real estate reporter for the Globe and Mail. Always a pleasure to say good morning and welcome back to Kerry Gold. Hi, Kerry. Hi, Sterling. How are you doing? Well, I'm just great, thanks. Uh, 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 Some just stunning numbers here. Uh, We knew that it was going to happen, that there would be a turnaround, and this this imbalance would occur uh, sooner or later. Uh, You've done a lot of homework on this file. Tell us what you've discovered in terms of those costs. How do you break down the costs so you can find out uh, that a renter, in fact, is going to pay more than an owner in in a town like Vancouver? Right. Well, it came as a complete shock to the analyst, who Andy Ann, who provided the numbers, because traditionally it's always the reverse. You rent to save money yeah. because it's a cheaper way of living, and then you get move into the homeownership uh, part of things if you want to. But what he looked at, so this is the census data from 2016 to 2021, and it's the median, uh, that guy in the middle, and how much that person is paying for shelter costs, which include you know, everything like, you know, taxes, utilities, maintenance fees, what have you. Sure, yeah. And so it's a snapshot, really, of just that that single cost versus the cost of ownership. Because some people say, how is that possible? I'm paying a fortune to own. <laughs> but it, it's really just a snapshot of that median. Well, it's really interesting. I talked to a friend yesterday who'd just gone through a mortgage renewal, and uh, that person's mortgage went from $3,500 a month to close to $5,000 a month, and it was just simply a case of renewing at today's current rates. So that would, you know, uh, uh, on the surface of it, Carrie, that would say, my goodness, being an owner, uh, especially as you renew, it's not going to get any cheaper. The idea when you renew is to try and keep the monthly at roughly the same amount so you can manage the numbers. You're just going to be paying interest a lot more up front than principal, aren't you? Yeah, and I think that because of that, we're going to see perhaps a different scenario when the next census numbers are released for the next five years. That could could show up there. Um, One thing we have to remember, too, though, is because interest rates are higher, people are more likely to stay renting. Yes. And those people will have higher incomes than uh, traditionally renters do, and therefore they're going to continue to drive uh, rents upward. And that this really is a story about the high cost of renting and the fact that we are so exceptionally expensive. I mean, 7 out of 15 of the, of the cities that, that where this phenomenon occurs are in B.C. Yeah. And Richmond's at one end of the, the spectrum, like more than a $300 gap. And then... So it's a really bad place to live for renters, but then you've got Montreal where it's a $500 gap in favor of renters. renters, yeah. Right? 
It, it, it wasn't that different. long ago, Carrie. But I mean, this is this is a remarkable turnaround because you're thinking now in the last couple of years, it wasn't that long ago at all where you could turn on or, 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 or flip on the Internet or, or open up an ad in the paper and you would see incentives for people to move and rent. You have two months rent, your first three months free, uh, this, that and the other moving expenses, this, that and the other thing. There was competition to draw people to rent at these locations. And now the competition is reversed. It's people in line in front of these available places with cash in hand and ready to actually outbid each other in some cases for the monthly rent. That's right. Renting right now is brutal. I've interviewed a lot of people. It is a horrible situation you don't want to find yourself in. Um, and rents have just, especially since August, this, this past summer, they went up even higher. And I can't remember the percentage, but they actually climbed higher. Mm-hmm. So renting now has become... Very costly, especially if you want to live centrally in downtown Vancouver, for example. You're easily looking at 2700 a month for right. one bedroom. Um, and a big part of, and I mentioned this in the story, but a, a big part of the problem is the net loss of affordable rental units. Uh, a professor back east, Steve Pomeroy, who's a housing expert, and he advises government. He's been doing this for many, many years. Mm-hmm. He did research that showed bank, uh, that we've lost something like 47,000 units net. Uh, and those would be units that rent for less than $1,000. So, and we've gained 100,000 units that rent for more than $1,500. So is that because when an older building, uh, when tenants leave, they do the uh, renoviction dance and throw people out to spiff the joint up a little bit and, and reopen the doors, charging twice what they used to? That's right. That's a big part of the reason. It's, it's, and it's also that these units are demolished as well. Um, but yes, and also people who are renovicted, uh, landlords who simply jack up the rent once somebody leaves. Uh, somebody maybe who's been there for a long, long time and at a, at a good rent, suddenly the rent doubles. That kind of thing happens a lot. There's also uh, one thing that Pomeroy talks about is the Rental Construction Financing Initiative, and that's a government program. Right. Senoc recently became the recipient of a $1.4 billion uh, loan through that program, and it, it's loans with, with extremely sweet uh, terms like 50-year amortization, really low interest rate. It's it's a really great program that developers and nonprofits love. The problem is that there was a review of it done earlier this year, and it showed that uh, only 3% of the housing created through that program actually was affordable to low-income families. And in fact, the housing generated by that program, uh, the rents were more than double of the units that they replaced. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're creating new housing, and that is actually it's more expensive than the housing that was there. The existing uh, housing rental stock is affo- is affordable, but when you replace that building with a new one, it's going to become far less affordable. It will become. Right. Even with uh, financial assistance and low interest loans, et cetera, being made to the developers to sort of enhance at least the construction of these buildings. Again, the the competition reality says by the time it's done and and your doors are open, you can pretty much charge what you want. What the market will bear is what they say, right? That's right. And and it's interesting because right now we seem to regard any rental housing as affordable housing. It kind of falls under that umbrella when policymakers talk about affordable housing. They're assuming that all rental housing market rate 
is going to be affordable, but that's simply not the case. I mean, we're seeing that it's becoming truly unaffordable. And there are other problems, too, such as, you know, Airbnb, short-term rental, that's sure. taken up a lot of the space in that market and is driving up uh, the cost of rent. Uh, it's um, a staggering statistic, friends. The article is entitled, In Vancouver, It's Now Cheaper to Own Than to Rent. It's in the Globe and Mail. It's worth a Google, and it's a good read. The author of the story, Vancouver real estate reporter Kerry Gold, with us this morning. Kerry, thanks for the homework and the great story, even though the news is dreadful. It's, <laughs> it's important that we understand what the heck is going on in our own backyard. Thanks very much for this. You're very welcome. You take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.